Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Hello and welcome back or welcome if this is your first time to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, your host, Adit. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about financial planning. I'm going to interview Kath Dearson, who is the founder of Five Financial, and she is just a wealth of knowledge about wealth. So I'm all about also helping you and myself learn more about money management, spending budgets, and investments and stocks and all that good stuff, things that I'm still learning about. And I hope that by interviewing more people who are in their zone of genius, in that in their lane of expertise on financial planning, that we can all learn a little something from this episode. So before we dive in, I want to give some shout outs to some friends out in the United States, in Canada, in Australia, and just around the world. Folks are tuning in from all over in Norway, in Ireland, in Belgium, France, Russia, Taiwan, Mexico, Argentina. We got friends out in Hong Kong, Lebanon, the Netherlands, the Philippines, Singapore, just to name a few. I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life, wherever you are in your healing journey. Welcome, friend. This is a place for you to explore, to feel empowered, to learn something new, and to take healing into your own hands and make it possible to achieve whatever it is you need and want in this lifetime. So if this episode resonates with you or any of my other ones, please take a moment to review and subscribe. That would mean the world to me that helps to reach more women around the world so that this podcast can help them as well. Thank you so much and let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with Adit. I'm excited to introduce to you Kath, who is a financial planner that is going to break down what it means to have a financial plan. And no matter where you are in the world, this will apply to you. Hi, Kath. Welcome to the episode. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time. Kath, will you introduce yourself and your services to listeners? Sure. So obviously my name's Kath. Uh, my last name is Derrison. I am a Brit living in the USA right now. So I'm in the middle of Nebraska, well, middle of the United States in snowy, snowy areas uh, of Nebraska. I own a small financial planning firm. There's only a few of us in there, but we're independent fee-only fiduciaries, which basically means that we put our clients first and ahead of our own needs. Um, we kind of are we kind of do a bit of everything really, I would say when it comes to finance. So you name it from helping people work out their budget or debt management or credit all the way through to uh, managing investments or creating a really holistic financial plan for them. And we also do some tax work on the side uh, for small business owners and individuals who have a little bit more of a complex need. 
So myself, um, I, I have, have got 50, over 15 years in the industry as my experience. I'm qualified here in the US and also in the UK. So that's kind of uh, part of the direction that I've gone in is, is the cross-border needs. So hence why you said, you know, it doesn't matter where you live in the world, this kind of information will apply to everybody because it doesn't necessarily matter when we talk about kind of financial planning. It doesn't always matter about the country because the planning process should be the same. Yes, the underlying you know, options that you choose to do might be different, but as a financial planner, my kind of role and my job in people's lives is to really get them from A to B, you know, and kind of break down what that looks like based on the legislation of the country they live in. So that's a bit of a brief. <laughs> Please feel free to ask more. Yeah, I think that leads us into what are the various options for someone to start financial planning? You know, for example, stocks versus retirement. So strangely enough, um, I say don't start there. <laughs> Let's really dial it back and start on your kind of mindset, where you're at right now, and do you know your existing current financial foundation? Now, financial foundation to me is really looking at what do we have coming in. What do we have going out? How do we feel about that? Do we have any emotions around that? Are we having any struggles with it? Before we even talk about stocks or retirement planning or any kind of products and things like that, because really that foundation is crucial when it comes to whatever you do, whether it's looking for a new job, whether it's you know looking at those goals for long-term retirement planning, whether it's looking at kind of making a short-term gain, if that's something you're interested in, which has been happening a lot in the markets recently, uh, and, and obviously in the news the last week. Those kinds of things are great to do, as long as you have that foundation in place to know where you're at now and know like kind of things like, what can you afford to lose? So if, for instance, you know you wanted to take part last week, what was an amount of money that you'd be happy to lose 100% of? Versus it being kind of a, you know, well, I've got this in my bank account right now. Let me just try it. Having that kind of initial foundation really puts you in a better position than a lot of other people who haven't got that um, and really kind of gives you a starting point where you can kind of bound off from. So you could say, okay, I know what my, my income is. I know what my expenditure is. I know what I have left over every month. Now, how do I allocate that to things like retirement planning, to things like having a bit of a you know fun play on the stock market or even for instance actually just saving it in a savings account because a large percentage of people actually don't have any emergency fund um, and that to me is a really kind of key issue especially as we've seen with covid last year um, having having some kind of fallback is really important Ath, what are the different options for people in different countries. So is someone in the UK versus the United States, is there a different financial plan for them or is it similar? The fundamentals are the same. So, you know, you'd go through, we, I don't call it a budget in our firm anymore. We used to use the word budget. We now call it a spending plan. So we work out what that spending plan is. And the reason that we call it spending plan is because it has less of a negative connotation to it versus saying budget. Nobody likes budgeting because it's restrictive. It has negative connotations. You don't feel like you can stick to that. Whereas a spending plan actually allows you to spend in the correct ways and manner. So those kinds of things are the same. You know, looking at goals. What what are your goals? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to buy a car? 
all those kind of smaller things. Do you want to, what, what do you want to retire on? What does retirement look like to you? That element of the financial plan is exactly the same and should really be the same regardless of where you live. What really is the crux are the tax legislation in that country. Um, and unfortunately, the, the US has a, uh, a little kind of follower that follows you around everywhere, regardless of where you live, if you have a connection here, um, whereas other countries don't have that requirement. So it's really looking at the actual plan itself of working out who you are, what you what you want to do, what your finances look like before we even talk about those um, different tax legislation issues or retirement products, because they are quite different. Even retirement ages are different depending on your country that you live in. Some have a higher retirement age, some have a lower. Um, and it's really kind of just kind of adding those parts in to complete the kind of gaps, I guess, is what we call it. So um, so those products, those tax legislation elements, just kind of fill in the gaps. The actual plan itself should be realistically the same because any financial planner really should find out about you, who you are, and what, what you want to do and why you want to do it. Because otherwise, you know, you could just take a box off the shelf. What about if a new client called Kath, what would be, so it sounds like mindset would be the first place to start with them. What would the next steps be after that? What would on average your client from beginning to end (laughs) the plan look like for them? Yeah, we would definitely go through mindset in a lot more detail. So mindset just doesn't mean how do you feel about money right now? It could be that there's generational trauma when it comes to finances. It could be that there's habits and things that are instilled that have been through generations and generations. So it's kind of unlearning. And then we look at, okay, what are your actual today finances look like? And let's look at those real priority points, such as having an emergency fund set aside. Then we have a look at kind of what benefits you get from your employer if you're employed or if you're, you own your own company or you're self-employed. What things would you like to have in place? You know, would you like to have a retirement plan? Would you like to have employer insurance? Health insurance in the US is obviously a big issue versus other countries that have socialized medicine that don't have that same kind of requirement. So kind of looking at your priorities would be the next step. And then I like to use SMART goals because it really helps us be more strategic when we set a plan in place. If we have those SMART goals kind of laid out. Once we have those goals laid out, we kind of then look at what products can kind of fit in to make those happen quicker alongside people's individual taxes or tax legislation, and then kind of really take that action a little bit further. If clients do want to continue with us, we can help enact all the recommendations that we make, or people can DIY it themselves too. Um, That's one of our benefits of being a fee-only advisor is we don't actually have to do all the actions. We can allow you to do that. And then you can just pay us yearly if you wanted to for an hour of our time or two hours just to go through and make sure that things are kind of ticking the boxes. Um, That's obviously something that is, uh, again, depending on which country you live in, commission-based advisors aren't the the norm in a lot of countries. So it it is a US thing. Uh, where you can still receive commission from investment business. But because we don't talk about products you know, from the start, that's kind of just the filling in the gaps. It's really um, kind of like the last point we cover. So if you wanted to DIY it yourself, totally fine. We do include in our financial plans a lot of educational material. 
So if, for instance, you, you know, were brand new to investing, brand new to retirement planning, you may have like an employer retirement plan provided to you, but that's it. Then we can go through, okay, well, what is your retirement plan at work? What does that look like? How does that help you? And really kind of break down those pieces of information before we recommend anything else. So that educational piece is taken care of, as well as obviously trying to help you then grow that wealth. I really like that. It makes it feel doable. I think for many of the listeners, you know, there's student loan debt and an overwhelming amount <laughs> of financial burden um, and and he, trying to heal money wounds, generational money wounds that you talked about earlier, um, not see. having an emergency plan, um, especially right mm-hmm. now with things being so unsettling and the you know pandemic hitting the economy the way it has. We don't really know what the future holds. Um, for many of Absolutely. us, it's, it's terrifying to even think about a financial plan. So someone who is overwhelmed mm-hmm. by even thinking about starting or feels like I don't even have enough money to buy groceries for the week. If I have a you know, family of five, am I even going to be eligible? Am I even going to be able to do this? Um, what would you say to someone like that? So living in that kind of like paycheck to paycheck cycle obviously has come more to the forefront during the last 12 months, at least. Uh, I think there's a lot more people who've realized that that is their, their lifestyle. Um, so first of all, for, from, from my perspective, if somebody comes to me like that, we go, okay, don't panic. The biggest thing that you've done is say that you need help with this. That's kind of like the biggest hurdle is to kind of say, okay, instead of just continuing this cycle, I'm going to change it. So I kind of collaborate with a lot of different individuals in the finance industry from credit repair experts who help people improve their credit score on their credit file all the way through to kind of CPAs who might have really great tax ideas and kind of perspectives that we can utilize. But really it's that, as I said, that first hurdle, getting past that, I actually need help with this. So education is always key. I always say to people, look for free, unbiased education materials. Um, Here in the US, there are a few nonprofits. I'm actually on the board of a nonprofit that does financial literacy for free. And we teach it to children all the way through to adults. But that material is out there and there is an unbiased option. You just have to find it. Google is obviously a great tool to use to try and find some of these options, but it is out there. So just try and educate yourself on that basic foundation level. Don't worry about learning about stocks from day one. Learn about things such as, you know, with the budgeting word. (laughs) If you don't want to do like a budget, you know, you can look at some of these apps that kind of take away a lot of that for you. Um, they are kind of minimal cost. So maybe that might be a starting point. Or you could potentially look at just doing your own spreadsheet and just really acknowledging what your kind of income and expenditure looks like. Because there's always going to be one thing on there. You're like, what, what was that that I spent money on? Oh. And then from that point, really review your kind of return on investment. That is when we look at not just the actual investment elements, but when we look at things that we buy day to day, did I get a return on what I spent? So if I went to the store and I might've picked up, I don't know, a pack of M&Ms right now uh, <laughs> or something like that, did I really get any benefit out of those? Did I really get that satisfaction that was worth the money that I spent on that? And really starting to evaluate our own 
kind of behaviors and money, money kind of spending habits. What does that look like? Once you've kind of got to that stage, things feel a little bit more doable. As long as that acknowledgement is there of, okay, I now know what I am spending and how I'm spending my money. Taking that kind of accountability element, um, kind of does seem scary when you start kind of thinking about it. But as soon as you start to look at it and do it, I said that first hurdle, you've already got over it. You've already said I need to do something about this. So just keep that momentum going. Yeah. Oftentimes with anything in life, I feel like once you take the first step, that's the hardest Mm -hmm. one because it makes it feel like it's doable. Oftentimes it's the first step that's the hardest. And once we actually take that first step, our anxiety starts to go down. It's the overwhelming anxiety that makes it hard to think about the first step, but it's, you know, I always, we talk about anxiety a lot on the show and the best way to address your anxiety is actually to do something about it and is Mm -hmm. to take action. And once you do, you make that phone call, you step inside that, you know, you start your first workout, you make that phone call, you, you know, it's Mm -hmm. that first step of action that then over time makes the anxiety go down. So to stay in it actually makes it feel worse. And it sounds like it's doable no matter what budget, no matter if you're paycheck to paycheck, just starting somewhere is helpful. I think just that, that acceptance of the fact that you need to do something about mm -hmm. it. Sometimes that acceptance can remove some of that anxiety around it. And the other thing is, is, you know, if you want to kind of reach out to somebody like myself, reach out to a couple of people. You're not going to be an initial match with everybody. And that's totally okay. If you speak to somebody and you're like, this has made me feel worse, they they aren't helpful, it was intimidating or it was overwhelming, that's just not the right person for you. That's one thing we say in our office is, you know, we know we're not for everybody and that is okay. We're not going to kind of hold that against anybody or, you know, be worried about it because that's just part of life and having that acknowledgement that we know we do the best for the clients that do fit well with our kind of working style we're very much more laid back. We don't wear suits on our Zoom meetings to intimidate people into thinking that we're kind of these, you know, unreachable individuals. We want to be personable. We want to be relatable, but some people prefer it to be very much more formal. And if that works for you, that's great. That's exactly the mindset um, that you kind of need to follow really is how do I feel about this? And, you know, as I said, that acknowledgement of that person didn't make me feel great about it is totally fine kind of accept that, let it go, move on to the next. This is exciting to me. I'm I'm more and more <laughs> getting into financial planning and, you know, stocks and retirement. And, you know, it's like the older we get, it, it, I wish this was actually taught in high school. A lot of my friends mm-hmm. and I are talking yeah. about like, why wasn't this a course that was part of our curriculum in right. school? You and know? I think it helps like families too, because, you know, your parents may not have had that experience. So if you can learn something and help them as they get older and, you know, maybe sometimes you may have to look after them financially as they get older and and, and, and like incapable of doing it themselves at an older age, having that knowledge just gives them a bit of peace of mind too. And as I said before, breaking that cycle of not knowing or having that anxiety or having that kind of restriction on, I can't do this because of my history, because of the experience let's kind of try and break those walls down and and actually move it forward where that ends with the previous generation. I if you're paycheck that. to paycheck right now, 
let's work out how we can improve your life by maybe we can improve your resume, get you a position where you're actually paid what you're worth. Um, all these different things that can help, you know, if you're kind of feeling stuck in that kind of environment of a low paid job, maybe one or two living paycheck to paycheck, let's kind of accept it where it's at right now and then look at how we can improve it. It's not always going to be easy. Sometimes it can take a while. It's not going to be an overnight, you know, result. But I think just having that kind of, I guess, confidence or not necessarily even confidence, but that just want to do something a bit better than what you've been used to and accustomed to can really definitely help. Yeah, absolutely. And Kath, if someone already has an existing, maybe financial planning plan, um, maybe they already have a spending budget, they already have some Mm -hmm. stocks and they've already been saving for a retirement is also contacting you a way for you to help them wherever they're at currently, not just as a beginner. Yeah. We do everything from beginners to very established individuals. And we work with some who've been investing for years and years and are closer to retirement age and just maybe have built their wealth to a point that they haven't really managed it the most efficient way. So maybe they, you know, have built up, you know, rental properties, for instance, or maybe they have their own business and they don't have an exit plan on how to get out of that business, how to sell it. You know, we can help with succession planning on that front too. So there's no kind of restriction on where you're at. It's more of a accept where you're at, where can we go from here? So that could be somebody who's been a seasoned investor themselves and been DIYing it for 10 years, but maybe they just don't want to spend that time having to do all that research anymore and want to hand that process off. So we are very accepting on no matter who you are or where you're at. Um, we, we can obviously have a conversation and see how we can help. So what's the next step, Kath? Someone's listening to this and they're like, yes, help me. <laughs> um, and I love that you can help anyone around the world and just even having a, you know, maybe consultation to see if you're a match or not. Um, what would be the first step? Do you offer consultation for folks? How would they connect with you if this resonates and what what would be the first step for them to take? Yeah. So we, we actually do offer a complimentary, just a consultation conversation just to see if you like us because because as a you know different people have different styles so we offer 30 minute conversation um typically with me even if we end up just going down you know a different route and you just want to help with some help with taxes or something like that um but realistically that conversation is us kind of just getting to know you and you getting to know us um really just kind of finding out those initial pain points i guess really from that purpose, uh, perspective, sorry. Um, from that perspective, we then move on to, okay, do we fit well? What services are you looking for? Do we match? Can we do what you're asking? If we can't, we have colleagues across the world that we work with. Um, I shouldn't call them colleagues. They're not obviously part of our firm, but we do collaborate with people all over the world. So we have connections from Australia to Hong Kong, to Switzerland, to the UK. Uh, really kind of trying to make sure that individuals have those special individuals they can trust with these specific issues if they have them. So if we aren't a good fit, we can obviously recommend alternatives. If we feel like there's a personality difference that doesn't quite resonate, then again, we've got others in our industry that we've worked alongside or collaborated with 
And we're not one of those kind of companies that thinks we have to have everybody. I said before, you know, we're, we're happy to say it's totally okay if we're not a fit. I know somebody who might work really well with you instead. And that kind of mindset is part of our fiduciary nature of putting clients' needs first. So we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, we do have a website. And you can actually auto-schedule time with us on our website. So we have like a scheduling tool that allows you to go in, schedule a consultation without even having a conversation with us up front. So none of that email back and forth that potentially, depending on time differences, could cause, you know, three or four days to go by. You can just go on automatically um, and just schedule some time. And Kath, where can people find you? I'll also include it in the show notes, but what's your Instagram, Facebook, website information? So everything is basically 5e financial. Um, so it's F-Y-V-I-E financial on Instagram, on Facebook. But we do have a blog that you can sign up for too on our website, which is www.5efinancial.com. And we share things for small business, individuals, new couples, divorce topics, um, cross-border needs. Obviously, they're a, they're a popular, popular one for questions. But whatever it is, if you've got suggestions as well that you'd like us to cover, we're definitely open ears. We're, we're happy to kind of give information out to people as they need it. Thank you so much, Kath. This was a wealth of knowledge about building wealth. So <laughs> I would love to know if there's something intuitively left that you would like to leave listeners with that hasn't been said yet as a way to close out. I guess that, you know, that accountability part is, I know I mentioned that briefly before, look at SMART goals, create some goals for yourself that feel doable by making them specific, be really kind of narrow on your focus when it comes to a goal. Don't just say, oh, I just want to retire. Be really specific. What does that look like for you? Because you are not your friend or your family member or even, you know, potentially your spouse, if you have one. You're you're you and you have your own ideas and goals in your mind. Be specific with them. Do vision boards, you know, (laughs) write down your notes, brainstorm. What does your future life look like? What does an improved wealth position look like to you? And really keep that as your foundation in your mind when you go to speak to people or ask for help. If it doesn't meet you, it might not be right for you. And that is the bit that's okay. You know, it's okay to say, thank you, but it doesn't work for me. I'm going to go with something different. Thank you so much, Kath, for being on the podcast. And I will leave all your information in the show notes. We will definitely stay in touch. I am very excited about all the services (laughs) you shared. Um, So thank you so much. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. I hope this was helpful. I trust that it is. And it's taking one step, one small step at a time and asking for help is the way to go first. Always. Thank you, Kath. Thank you. Thank you so much, friends, for tuning into today's episode. If you have some time, please take a moment to subscribe to the episode and take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to leave a review. The review helps connect to more listeners from around the world to find this episode and find this podcast. So thank you for taking time to leave a review. If you want to dive deeper into your healing journey, go ahead and reach out to me and schedule your free 15-minute consultation. 
wherever you are in the world, we can set up a virtual session online and it's confidential and whatever you're experiencing, whether it's a breakdown, a breakup, a life transition, you just need a little bit of accountability, whatever it is, you can reach out to me and we can have either one breakthrough session or we can set up a package plan and set you up with some individual coaching sessions to help you along the way in your healing journey. Reach out to me at hello at aditsi.com. That's hello at aditsi.com. It's also in the show notes. I provide individual therapeutic life healing coaching sessions to women from all over the world through virtual sessions. I also have a virtual therapeutic master course that you can enroll now and start today in the comfort of your own home. It's on my website, aditsi.com. Just click on the service tab and click on virtual masterclass and check it out. You can see a preview of the introduction and get a taste for what the three-week course will look like with the entire curriculum that you can view online and see if it's for you. Feel free to email me if you have questions and I cannot wait to see you. Wish you so much joy, so much fun, and so much healing in your journey. Thank you friends for being here. Stay safe, stay blessed.